Hi, I'm Marina, founder of Back to la Tierra in Malaga, Spain. Welcome to Roots and Resilience, a podcast dedicated to exploring the stories and wisdom of individuals who embody an empowered life centered on self-reliance. Join me as I dive into conversations with inspiring guests who are living examples of resilience, independence, and the power of community. It's December 2023, and today I have invited Rob Savalkal. Um, he is living in Portugal. Uh, he's Dutch uh, with his wife, Lisbeth, and they started a permaculture farm there 10 years ago. And their story really resonates with our story, Back to La Tierra, especially as the choice was made in a later stage in life where we, I think, uh, both uh, reconsidered the essence of life. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing Rob and uh, his story. Um, we met I think it was about 12 years ago when he was in the Netherlands and he was active for a company, an organization called Triceps, uh, developing talents and improving business. And the Triceps slogan that I just found online is, are you at your most powerful? And I'm very curious to hear uh, from Rob uh, whether the idea of um, being powerful has changed um, with the backdrop of the idea of roots and resilience and now living this kind of life in Portugal. So Rob, welcome to the conversation. Thank um, you, Marina, for the yes. invitation. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, your story with, uh, with Lisbeth and um, how this came about. So um, feel welcome to, to start wherever you'd like to start. Okay. Well, yeah, thanks for the invitation. Uh, nice to talk a little bit uh, looking back uh, about uh, the developments uh, that we have over here. Um, yeah, so uh, as uh, Marina already said, we, uh, we are living now here 10 years in Portugal permanently. Um, and yeah, how, how did we come to this step? I've worked uh, 32 years for Philips Electronics. Uh, we lived in many places around the world with our three daughters. Um, we lived in Austria four years, uh, three years in Japan, three years in Hong Kong, four years in Singapore. So quite some years being expat and uh, and being abroad, um, which was uh, which was quite uh, quite a nice experience. Uh, but of course, uh, a lot of uh, jet lags uh, flying around, uh, stress, uh, pressure of the business. Then coming back to Holland uh, because uh, the kids uh, wanted to grow up and we want them to have an, uh, a Dutch education. Uh, and that was fantastic. Uh, that was also great. But of course, I, uh, I kept on going on in, uh, in the business uh, at, uh, at Philips Electronics. Uh, living in uh, in in Eindhoven, uh, the uh, the center of the world for Philips at the moment, and that was a uh, also a good experience. Uh, but yeah, we we came back in uh, in Holland, and we had already a little bit of a feeling. Well, we do this ten years, and then it's enough. Well, uh, it was not maybe then a coincidence that after thirty two years of Philips, uh, it ended. Uh, because, uh, yeah, it was enough for me and it was enough for Philips. So we said, uh, thank you, but thank you. And then I joined uh, um, Triceps, um, where I did um, quite some uh, coaching and outplacements uh, for Philips. And I continued that, by the way, when I was living over here in Portugal. 
that was a nice uh, a nice uh, a nice challenge um but the question of course after 32 years in the in the in the business life as senior vice president uh, with uh, uh, nice uh, suits on and uh, important well at least i thought important business meetings uh, then uh, then to make such a change um yeah it was uh, quite a stressful life of course uh, the business life and uh, my wife uh, lisbeth already uh, after some time uh, we uh, we had an apartment over here in Portugal at the beach and uh, we sometimes spend our holidays over here and we were thinking, okay, when we are retired, what are we going to do? The apartment was too small, but Portugal uh, was quite a, a nice country. We liked it very much. We liked the climate. We liked the closeliness to, uh, to the sea. Uh, we liked the uh well the people of uh, of portugal who are very relaxed uh, and uh, they did not bother you if you if you don't bother them they don't bother you and that was uh, a very nice relaxed lifestyle but of course yeah living in an apartment uh, the whole day uh, and just drinking wine and uh, and port uh, that's not a life fulfilling <laughs> job so we uh, we decided, uh, and uh, and I must uh, give uh, a lot of uh, honors to uh, to to my wife Lisbeth uh, because well during those discussions wa- walking over the beach, we said well what are we going to do, and step by step uh, that developed uh, quite a bit and um, uh, then well Lisbeth uh, wrote. Uh, 12 years ago now on one A4 or I think maybe maximum one and a half A4 what her life vision for us uh, was and well that was quite something different than I had been doing uh, in my previous uh, jobs Uh, but I said well you follow me to all the the foreign countries uh, traveling all over the world uh, spend a lot of time with with the kids while I was uh, flying around and, uh, and 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 doing business, I hand over the stick to you. And after reading her dream and discussing it a few times, I said, "Well, I hand over the stick to you, and you lead you lead us into the into the new life." And well, suddenly that that. Appeared rather quickly uh, because, um, well, at that moment also, that was also quite a decisive uh, point. Uh, uh, my mother uh, passed away at 91 years old. Uh, my father already passed away. So that gave as well a little bit of uh, room to uh, to maneuver a, a little bit easy around. And, uh, and then we suddenly started to look around uh, in the Algarve for uh, some housing and after looking around for well a rather short period three to four months we found a beautiful spot over here uh, two two kilometers from the sea um, a very old farm well they say it is around 120 years old the farmhouse we don't know exactly uh, but uh, with a well uh, and a uh, an, or- an orange orchard um, with two two hectares of land and when uh, when my wife Lisbeth and I um, put 10 steps on uh, on the soil over here 
together with the real estater, we looked at each other and we said, this is it. Still feel when I tell that the tingling in my belly, uh, <laughs> because it was quite an emotional step. Uh, just even not seeing the house, not seeing all the details, but just feeling the energy. And we looked at each other and we said, this is it. Um, and then, yeah, of course, the normal process with, uh, with the real estaters and the, the negotiations and all those kind of things. We, uh, we quickly decided that this was it. Uh, the farm was abandoned for about 20 years. So you can imagine that there was quite something to do. The house was uh, not livable, uh, but soon we found a... Uh, a great Dutch architect that was living already over here for 25 years in uh, in, in in the Algarve. So he knew all the the pluses and minuses of of building and rebuilding over here. And uh, yeah, he made a fantastic design. And uh, after a year of renovation, and in the meantime, we started already working uh, in uh, in the garden. Uh, and turn the whole thing into a permaculture uh, gem over here. We, um, yeah, we were already living the new life uh, even before the house was uh, was ready. And then on the first of December uh, two thousand thirteen, we really moved in. The house was uh, was more or less ready. The garden was already um, well. We made already quite some uh, some progress, and uh, we started to, to really enjoy our life and enjoying the dream that uh, Elizabeth put two years before uh, on a uh, on a piece of paper, and she entrusted that piece of paper. And we have been reading it uh, recently now, also since we are living now ten years over here. We have been reading it again, and it is just flabbergasting that before. My wife, Lisbeth, knew uh, the, the, the place where we are living now and, 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 and uh, how the farm looked like. Um, it's unbelievable what she wrote down and how the reality now is, well, 99% accurate of what she put on uh, and trusted on, uh, onto the paper. It wow. was uh, it, flabbergasting, just flabbergasting. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful, beautiful story, and I, and especially because um, it, it's now your your ten year anniversary, and uh, like you say, I think looking back on um, your initial ideas and plans, and then feeling how that has organically, uh, almost mystically grown into what you hoped it would become. You no, know, that is incredible how yeah. that works sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just, 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 yeah. Really incredible uh, when we are reading that that piece of paper again. Uh, how it is really on the dot. Uh, that it is, is flabbergasting. Um, and um, yeah, of course, uh, it was quite a transition from a house in the city, uh, uh, a nice house with a nice garden in Eindhoven at that moment, to a farm over here. Um, um, from the suits uh, to uh, to old uh, working gear over here and dresses over here, um, uh, and for me it was quite a, quite a change, of course. Uh, also financially, of course, uh, how do we manage that? How we how do we do that? Uh, by the way, it is important maybe to know that we uh, that we never uh, built a commercial farm over here. 
so we don't sell the, the products over here. Um, so the the fruits and the, and the vegetables that we have over here, it's um, it's for own consumption and for people that are coming over here to help us, and we share with them. Um, so that was quite a, quite a challenge, uh, to be honest. Uh, but uh, to be honest, we can live over here with much less expenses than very much less expenses or almost one third of the expenses that we had in Holland. And we have a much better and much more relaxed life than we had in, uh, in Holland. Um, so that was quite a change. It was also quite a change for me because, yeah, I, uh, I had been working, uh, well, uh, much more than 40 hours uh, uh, per day in a lot of uh, what they call now Zoom conferences, which became popular in uh, with Corona. But at that moment, we had a lot of uh, online meetings uh, within Philips, worldwide meetings. I was very much involved as well in sustainability and having a lot of discussions. So that that came close to what, uh, what we are doing now, but of course, a completely different life. Uh, so I kept on working as well on a part-time basis for Triceps, uh, uh, and I got quite some challenging uh, assignments as well, which I did uh, part-time. 99% uh, of that I did online, which worked out uh, very well, I must say. Um, and uh, yeah, that has been uh, fading out more or less because I did not uh, make acquisitions anymore. So uh, step by step, only when people are approaching me and just say, well, I heard from this and this person that you did a good outplacement or that you did a good coaching. Can you do that for me as well? I'm willing to help, but uh, for the rest, I don't do acquisition. So it's phasing out, of course, uh, mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. uh, after 10 years. But that's not a problem because uh, it's uh, I have enough on my hands over here. Yeah, I can imagine because you were, you were saying before you worked, I don't know how many hours at Philips, but I guess now you're working kind of 24-7 because work becomes such a whole different thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like we often say back to La Tierra as well. Like on the one hand, we never work. And on the other hand, we're always working. It's yeah. kind of like this continuous, this continuum, like this, this that never, uh, yeah, life and work are, are just um, so connected everything is uh, yeah it's, 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 it's very it's thing. very connected i don't see mm. it also as work it's uh, yeah it's uh, it's a nice uh, way to uh, to work in the garden and to do a lot of things uh, although we um, we had some people over here uh, and suddenly they said well we are working with some uh, some farmers uh, close to the spanish border here in portugal and they said well we want to work four hours maximum four hours a day and well, we memorized that uh, very well at the beginning, because at the beginning that was not yet very uh, real. But uh, now we sometimes uh, have our breakfast and we just repeat to ourselves, we said four hours a day is our objective. And sometimes, of course, it's, it's more, but sometimes as well, it's much less. And we just say it's a beautiful day. Let's go to the beach and enjoy life and have, go to the beach and have a nice uh, a nice uh, grilled fish. Uh, by the way, we are over here. We are vegetarians at the at the farm. But when we are going abroad, or go sorry, when we go outside, or uh, then we have a nice grilled fish uh, just uh, from the sea over here in Portugal, and uh, and that's also nice. Uh, mm. But for the rest, we are vegetarians over here. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm also curious. I mean, I have many questions that are kind of come, coming up. 
but my first question that I would have um, on um, to dive right into the permaculture, uh, now that you are existing for, for 10 years, um, I'm curious, uh, they say that the life, that the life, um, like the first seven years are decisive in, in, in establishing um, the soil, the land, um, and getting to this mode of letting the, um, yeah, the land kind of um, do its own thing. And then um, being able to count on, like you say, maybe a maximum of four hours of, of, of physical uh, work in the garden. How is that? How has that changed over the last 10 years? Are you noticing now that the intense kind of physical contribution into the land and into the maintenance um, is, is really um, minimizing that you are taking, that you are feeling that the permaculture is starting to really um, be embodied kind of in the land? Um, yeah, I think so. It's, uh, it's, it's embodied in the land um, initially because, I, as I said at the beginning, uh, the farm was 20 years abandoned, so there was quite some, some work to do in, in, in maintenance, in pruning, in, in, in cultivating the land, uh, in yeah, all kind of things. So it was really abandoned, so it looked uh, completely different. Uh, but fortunately, at the beginning, uh, we had a lot of friends, especially also friends of our daughters. Uh, they were all stu studying in, uh, in Holland. And a lot of their friends uh, were very enthusiastic about the story that they heard from our daughters. And they said, well, we want to help. So we had uh, a lot of helpers at the beginning. Um, well, that uh, well, at some places they call that hoovers, people that work on organic farms and they work in the morning with us. And then uh, the Lisbeth prepares uh, a very nice uh, lunch together with them. And we, uh, we sit in the sunshine and have a nice lunch and have very nice discussions. And then in, in the afternoon, they are free to go to the beaches and surf or whatever they want to do. Mm. Uh, so it was very interesting for them uh, to, uh, in their studies, uh, just to escape for one or two weeks and uh, to come and help. So we had people from uh, Wageningen University doing their masters over there. We had people from Utrecht University, from Delft University uh, visiting over here. Uh, and uh, many of them uh, were very interested and could add a lot of value. Um, and uh, very often they were let's say, young, uh, young and eager and uh, very fit uh, boys and girls. And uh, they uh, worked unbelievable and they brought with them a lot of knowledge as well. Mm, we, yeah. we, were, we were surprised uh, uh, about their knowledge uh, and how it was really applicable uh, over here. And I'm so curious, Rob. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Just to, sorry to interrupt, but I, this is, I think, maybe interesting for, the, for whoever listens to, to this as well to know. Um, when did you decide to um, to use to to work the project according to the permaculture philosophy? Was this part of Lisbeth's uh, life vision, or yeah. when? At what point did this uh, become um, an interest, intricate part of of the plan? Uh, that was already part of, uh, well, she did not use, I think, the, the word permaculture in that note, uh, but uh, it was, 
um, described as uh, very much as uh, in 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 that one a four in her life vision that was very much described as uh, living sustainable uh, with products from our own land uh, on our dish. Uh, and these kind of things. So that's uh, that uh, in that way it was described. I don't think the word permaculture uh, was used. So who uh, helped you? Who helped you in the in the actual design of the of the land when you when you first started? Um, what we did is uh, uh, the farm uh, not too far away from here, twenty kilometers from here. Uh, we did a permaculture course uh, because we well we were. The reading and we were looking at vi at YouTube's and reading books. Uh, we visit uh, a permaculture guru in Austria, Sepp Holzer. Mm. Oh yes, of course, yes. Oh, yeah, great. At, yeah. at, at his at his farm, and we got a tour over there, and we got so much inspiration from that. And then we saw that there was a permaculture course uh, 20 kilometers from here in the Algarve, even before the house was ready. And uh, and then we said, well, uh, let's do that course. So we did the course together, uh, learned a hell of a lot. Uh, but, but then, of course, the practice starts. Uh, so we started, we started already, uh, uh, let's say, one year before the house was ready in the garden with a team of, uh, of people, with our daughters and some friends of them. And, and that, was, uh, that was fun. And then we started the, the journey and the journey... Uh, developed then afterwards with a lot of uh, other friends coming from our daughters uh, to visit us. Um, uh, the journey developed even further because um, uh, my eldest daughter met then a permaculture teacher, a, a British permaculture teacher living very close to us, uh, but he had only an apartment and no garden. Uh, so he said, well, I want to do the course, but I need some practice ground. Are you willing to uh, to offer your space as a practice ground? So we said, you're more than welcome to do so. so oh, brilliant. With, with, him, with him, we develop uh, a, um, a food forest uh, um, in an area where some, some or orange trees are. Uh, and we developed with him a hell of a lot, and he had a lot of energy also next to giving the courses, uh, and he enjoyed it so much that he came to help us. And then Elizabeth prepared a very nice uh, lunch for him, and uh, and we did it in that way. So it oh, was, brilliant! It, it was uh, almost always uh, with uh, with an exchange of uh, of of ideas, uh, and and never paying money uh, with to each other. And that, that has been continuing for quite some time. Uh, the last major project we did in 2019, just before uh, Corona entered, uh, um, then we did still a, a major project in December 2019. Uh, we did, uh, we made swales, uh, we, um, uh, well, we did, we did a lot of, uh, Groundworks and waterworks on the, on the land in the in the in the past few years and uh, well we had heavy rainfalls uh, about ten days ago sixty millimeters in two hours and the good thing is it's it's working fantastically so uh, we are uh, collecting all the water uh, well as you can imagine in Portugal we have also very dry periods uh, last year we did not have any rain from May until October. 
so it was very dry uh, but we have developed now the land in such a way that uh, the water is not running off into the sea but that we keep all the rainwater over here because there is no better water than rainwater yeah uh, and there's no better place to to keep it than in the ground correct correct <laughs> right yeah yeah amazing great yeah. and so i'm curious created... yeah, yeah sorry go ahead so we created a pond as well uh, to collect uh, the water uh, we have a well uh, to, uh, to water, uh, by the way, the water, the, the well uh, turned uh, dry uh, last summer in, uh, in, in, in July. Uh, unfortunately, like a lot of other people in the area over here in, uh, in Portugal, um, but it's now filling up again uh, with, uh, with water. So we have been more prudent than ever with uh, with the water, but uh, but yeah. So the permaculture is is good. So we are now it's now stabilizing. Um, and you are correct. Yes, a food forest takes about seven years to develop and to get into balance. Uh, the food forest that we have is now around six years, and you see now that it is uh, getting uh, getting into balance. Um, yeah, and we have here now at the Quinta, so we have uh, we have our own vegetables. Uh, we have uh, a lot of fruit trees with a lot of diversity, fortunately. So we have fruits from February until November, more or less. Uh, all kind of different fruits are are coming coming up. Uh, the first one on ones are the lockwoods and the mulberries, and it's ending up with the olives. Um, we have our own energy, so we generate uh, almost three times the energy that we use ourselves. So two other farms can live uh, from our energy that we are doing, uh, causing also a, a negative footprint that we have uh, with that. And we have our own water. So, uh, yeah, in that sense, wow. uh, we are very lucky. Yeah. Wow. And I'm wondering uh, the... Um... So when you were working in sustainability but on a corporate level, right, and advising companies, um, and I assume you're still in touch with um, your, your, some of your colleagues, and I'm wondering how this um, going into the practical side of seeing what sustainability really is all about, and that really the word sustainability is not even really the word we want to use, right, in permaculture, because no. sustainability isn't, isn't good enough. Um, so we're going more into regenerative, um, yeah. the oh. idea of regenerative yeah. farming. Yeah. Um, but um, so I'm wondering if you're talking to old colleagues uh, and and what do they think about what you're doing now and how, um, yeah, how has it maybe changed your idea of the the consulting that you were doing, the coaching that you were doing on on sustainability and now living it yourself? Are you experiencing? You know, what are you, what are your feelings about that? Um, the feelings about it, um, yeah, or maybe give the view of uh, of a few of uh, of my colleagues. Mm-hmm. By coincidence, I was last week in Holland and uh, and met some colleagues. Uh, by coincidence, because I uh, I went with a few of them to to drink a cup of coffee and have a lunch together. Uh, most of them I did not see for twelve years or something like that, which mm-hmm. was uh, which was quite interesting to see. Yeah, at the beginning they thought that I was getting crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to uh, to uh, to uh, to move in this direction uh, and from the suits to the to the to the farmer 
clothing and uh, and working on the land and they saw passing by uh, on Facebook and Instagram uh, crazy photographs of me uh, so they were they thought I was nuts um, but I must say and of course the world has also been changing of course uh, due to climate change and all those kind of things and information uh, that they now well respect and 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 are uh yeah fully aware that uh, the steps uh, that we are taking that that is a very nice contribution uh, to uh, to the world and uh, and to our life and they say as well you look you look more happy than ever before uh, i feel as well more healthy than ever before i must say my my weight is at the same level as when i was uh, 21 years old uh, and a lot, a lot of the colleagues that I saw did not have the same impression. <laughs> uh, um, and I feel extremely fit uh, and uh, and happy uh, and uh, get uh, my eight to nine hours of sleep uh, every night. So well, that uh, that is uh, adding to life and giving a lot of happiness uh, compared to other people that yeah that are still uh, and and that's their choice and sometimes it's not their choice uh, but they. They just let it happen, um, um, but that's uh, that's their choice. But I'm extremely happy with the choice that we have uh, that we have made. Yeah, yeah, I often we often say when we talk about this, Paul and I, um, how really um, you know your be- the best pension plan is to make sure you stay healthy and fit. Yeah. Um, because in the end, you know, whilst you're healthy and fit, there are so many things that you can continue to do. And it makes you so much more resilient uh, in changing times. And I also find, like you're saying, uh, working with younger people um, of the generation of your children, and we do that a lot. We work with uh, with HelpEx and, and Woofers as well. And um, it is, it's just amazing how the contribution of young people and having these conversations with this generation is is just you know contributes so much to to staying young and staying um, you know staying uh, being staying part of the the changing world as well and just changing uh, being aware of the trends and being aware of the general uh, mood right in in, yeah. in in all these things so I think it's um, yeah we often say this that this is just the best pension plan and I wish. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish more people maybe would be be, be aware of it, uh, how how much it contributes to, you know, feeling well, um, how resilient that is, really, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 in the long yeah, run, yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, when, uh, when we are walking around over in the morning, we make a short walk or in the evening at the sunset, uh, we, uh, we walk to our meditation bench and sit there and, and look at the sunset. Yeah, and then just recently, last week, Lisbeth and I said together, "Well, these are the best years of our life." Uh, so yeah, this is this is just uh, just fantastic, uh, oh, wow. and 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 to share that as well with uh, family and friends, that's very nice. We have now, uh, well, two two grandchildren, uh, one of almost six and one of uh, close to three years old, and uh, they are on a regular basis as well over here. And when you see those grandchildren as well walking uh, over our farm and going to the chickens and uh, and 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 to the small piggies that we have and and with the dogs, and they feel as if it is 
their farm and 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 yeah they see everything they 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 live it over here uh, so they have so much fun and they feel at home over here well it's uh, it's uh, very nice to see that yeah it's a real yeah. legacy right yeah. you're, you're creating something um for for the generations to come and, yeah. and it's uh, yeah it's something that uh, nobody uh, can take away the years that you're having now i'm also curious um whether um the if if what if you would have known um during the years that you were at Philips, if what you have learned now over these last 10 years um if you would have known that then how would it have changed your you know your contribution to to this uh, corporation to Philips, to the job that you were doing interesting question yeah yeah Yeah, it would. Yeah, as I said, I've worked in sustainability, and yeah, I agree with your remark. It is, uh, let's say, uh, still uh, still quite a distance from from permaculture, but in the direction. Um, yeah, it, I I would have lived a, a, a different life, most probably. Uh, but yeah, I was on that on that track more or less, uh, and. Um, it um, yeah when I got when I changed my track let's let's say it like that I was 56 57 years old uh, and then you look at it in a different way uh, you uh, well we had the possibility to save uh, some money to to make these kind of crazy steps and that would have not been that easy when we, we when, when we were uh, much younger I think mm -hmm. uh, so with the luxury that we still have at this moment with a nice uh, a nice house and, uh, and 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 a nice garden and and and, and these kind of things so yeah it's difficult to film that back it would be it would have been a, a, a bigger step than it has been uh, at, the, at this moment so uh, we see a lot of people in uh, coming to portugal as well youngsters uh, digital nomads uh, coming over here uh, to do some surfing and uh, to work uh, online uh, for for a, a part of the day and then go uh, again uh, surfing afterwards uh, and I respect them as well so that they are not let's say in the in the corporate uh, chains um, I respect that very 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 much it's uh, it's quite a, uh, a step uh, that quite a few of uh, of these people are making as well we see a lot of people coming here with young children and 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 moving from let's say the middle of europe uh, over here on a permanent basis uh respect i must say because for them it's a much bigger jump than it was for for uh, for us i I must say respect. Um, well, at that moment, at, the, at that moment when I was younger, it didn't pop up to me too much. Um, although I was uh, was raised uh, in in uh, a little bit in gardening. I gardened uh, when I was young with my father, and I learned learned a lot of his old practices in gardening, and I enjoyed it very much until I was uh, uh, 12, uh, 13, 14 years old. And then the girls were getting more uh, of interest for me than, uh, than the garden. <laughs> uh, but I learned a lot from that. And it's nice to use that 
that knowledge again now. Uh, but but yeah, respect to the people now at a younger age. I see as well of my children. They are much more aware than uh, than we were um, and I was uh, uh, forty years ago. Um, and that is uh, that is very positive. Um, I've been working now as well, and I enjoyed it very much on the Erasmus Plus project, also on on permaculture things with the German school over here close uh, to us, uh, and an exchange project with with Germany with um, with scholars that are let's say between twelve and sixteen years old. And I've been enjoying that uh, that very much, and I see as well with youngsters of that age that they have much more the feeling than I had at that age that it is uh, not uh, ten minutes before twelve, but five minutes past twelve, and that they are very aware of uh, of what is happening. They want to contribute to to, uh, to uh, improving the planet, and uh, they don't take no for an answer. So, uh, and I'm enjoying that very much as a volunteer to uh, to contribute with those uh, pupils and 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 to inspire them to give them a tour at our quinta uh, or quinta or farm as uh, quinta is uh, is the name of uh, of the farm the farms over here in in Portugal and um, yeah they enjoyed it very much and, and so we work a lot of with youngsters to inspire them. Uh, before Corona, we had more or less 150 visitors per year, per year at the, at our farm to have tours and to have uh, inspirational talks of us, and at least 50 uh, that were staying one or more nights uh, over here to help us and uh, and to support us. Uh, so that was uh, that was very nice. That changed, of course, quite a bit in the corona times and uh, and now we are more in a kind of maintenance mode because as you said we are now more than seven years on our path in in permaculture and we see that things are stabilizing more and the major changes have been made so it's now much more in a in a kind of maintenance mode so are people do you offer accommodation or can people come and visit you and um um, see your project and how how if people want to visit um, from the area how do you organize that is it only like in groups or can people just get in contact and come by or uh, that 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 varies uh, i was in a, in a in a group over here on on on, on permaculture in 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 the small town uh, Lagoa where we are living, and then certain, at a certain moment, let's say on a Sunday, we said let's uh, let's have an open door day to uh, to uh, show people what's going on, and we expected eight to ten people, and it turned out to be thirty people to to turn to, to, uh, who who came at that moment. Uh, so that was nice. We had uh, summer school activities over here where we expected. Uh, uh, 25 pupils and it turned out to be 60 pupils that that, that showed up for a tour over here uh, nowadays uh, we have uh, not organized tours but uh, for the pupils of the school as I just mentioned the German school well they are coming with a complete class and they have a tour of half a day but they always say well we don't want to come only we want also to help so we have a small project where they can also uh, uh, put their hands out of their sleeves and uh, and work a little bit and get their hands dirty, uh, and that works. Uh, that works very well, I must say. 
Um, so if people want to come, yes, we have accommodation, uh, but that's only for a longer stay, not for a one night stay, but for, for a week. And if they want to help and learn, that's, uh, that's fine. In, okay. Uh, in in the way that the woofers are doing, as I mentioned, so yeah, no no payments. Uh, so half a day work, uh, lunch together, and then afterwards in the afternoon they can go to the beach or surf or whatever they want. Yeah. So yes, we we are doing that still, but not uh, not so much uh, in an in an organized way. So when people uh, approach us uh, via our daughters via. Uh, our network uh, well then we look at if it is the right timing uh, to to do so and uh, and then we organize something yeah, yeah it has to work for everyone right yeah. it's just yeah yeah okay that's good to know because i'm sure when people when they hear this they may i mean we also work with uh, with helpex so there may be people that have been uh, visiting us that may uh, want to visit you in portugal so that now they know then that that could be an option if they be yeah in touch with you yeah, yeah. And, um, and and a lot of information is available on our uh, Facebook and an Instagram account under the name of Quinta de Fontevella. Uh, yeah, Quinta uh, is is farm and uh, Fontevella is uh, is uh, at the old well. So because we have the old well and water is so important in Portugal, so that's the reason why we call ah, our. Ah, it means well. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, I'll put that in the uh, in the notes as well. Um, and um, yeah, so I'm wondering, I, I would really like to, considering that it's your anniversary, um, uh, honor uh, Lisbeth and her uh, life vision, um, because, uh, you know, imagine if she hadn't written that on that, uh, on that sheet of paper, um, you know, you may have been in a completely different place. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, what we learned from that uh, is, uh, well, I had uh, a, a, a small accident uh, at, at the Quinta uh, three years ago, no, almost four, four years ago, uh, going to the hospital did not look all, all that good. Uh, but then we started to turn around quite a few things. Uh, and... Uh, well, as I knew from business, of course, you always make business plans and, uh, and strategic plans uh, for the business. Uh, but people are not used to do that for their own life. Right. Uh, <laughs> because normally the life just goes on as it goes on. And uh, well, then we said, well, uh, and we followed the course, uh, the life book course uh, online on that and we developed our own let's call it strategic plan uh, and we did that uh, uh, well sitting next to each other and l doing that online and uh, and looking what Lisbeth wrote down and what I wrote down and we kept compared notes uh, of, of every chapter uh, but at the end we we wrote down our uh, our life vision and um, it's remarkable because we just has, had some friends over here uh, a few days ago and we gave them our life vision as we wrote it down five years ago and it's flabbergasting to see also there uh, that 99% oops hello Oh, sorry. It's still oh, there. Sorry. sorry. It yeah. popped up yeah. something. Uh, oh, yeah, something phone. popped up with ex me as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuses. No worries. Um, no worries. This so, is life. <laughs> so we, um, 
yeah, we uh, we did that live uh, vision and we we are updating it once a year. But it is flabbergasting to see as well that we realized ninety nine percent again of uh, of what we put on paper um, five years ago and uh, or, or four years ago. It's it's just unbelievable how how strong that is. So. I only can recommend to uh, to everybody uh, don't make only strategic plans for for the business and for for your activities but also for yourself uh, because it's so strong to do that and to think about what do you really want uh, how does my life look in 5 years or in 10 years from now and what uh, what is uh, uh, what is my trigger and what is uh, what, what is enjoying me and uh, and what gives me fun and it's just unbelievable and i do that always by describing what would be my perfect day in five years from now uh, and writing from when i'm raising in the morning early in the morning until i'm going to bed uh, in the evening uh, what i'm doing and what would be my perfect day and yeah, all, all the people, and it's, it's for me also open, so I share it with people if they want to read it and want to see it, and people are flabbergasted to read it, and as well, when version, uh, how much of that uh, came through. So I could only and, recommend it to people. And how did you say you started with this? What, what was what was this course you said? I couldn't... I didn't... Uh, yeah, we did uh, a, an online live book course. It's called Live Book. Uh, and uh, it's uh, 12, uh, 12 chapters, uh, and we did two chapters per week. So in six weeks, we finished that, and you ended up with, uh, with then writing down your life vision on, on one or one and a half A4 as well. And uh, yeah, that has been really transformative as well. And of course, we, Lisbeth and I compared our notes. Uh, for every chapter and it was interesting to see uh, how how that developed and let's say it starts with uh, health and fitness uh, as number one as, as the first chapter because that is the, really the fundament of everything and uh, social life is in there uh, family life is in there financial life is in there all those kind of chapters are in there and then finally you end up with your your one a4 of your uh, life vision and that we are updating now on an uh, annual basis and it's really transformative i must say i can recommend it to to everybody and and you didn't use something similar like this a triceps i think you because you you did all these um um kind of outplacement right for um yeah, uh, yeah. Li life career career coaching and these things yeah and yeah. this was really so the personal part was never really part of that or or how uh, it was it was part of it but not as structural and not mm -hmm. as uh ex accessible in a way like uh, and, and 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 with all the 12 chapters it's so complete uh, um, and of course i was a business coach so i focused very much on on the business mm -hmm. of course my last coachings in the last few years, I've, uh, I focused much more on the personal side because I had that same experience. But in the, in the, in the past, it was always uh, how do you go into a next job and what kind of job would you enjoy and these kind of things. So mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. on the job. But now it's 12 chapters, uh, which is, of course, much broader than only looking at, um, at the job. 
and uh, so, join and, and and making sure that you are get your financials you know in, in order so how do you think by focusing on the personal like you've done with this life book course um what it has brought uh you know to your uh, farm on in in a business sense no because in because in a way i mean it has to function it has to make sense so i'm wondering if people would spend more time you know even people that are in corporate if they would spend more time uh creating a more balanced um personal life with a better foundation um that that will probably be very sustainable for for business as well right oh yes for sure for sure, for sure, it uh, it would be, and it would open up uh, eyes for a lot of people, and I see that as well because uh, I have some people for coaching the even that I invited over here at our farm. We I don't do that uh, too often, but of course, sometimes uh, you have a good click with people, and they are they saying, but Rob, after next to coaching, what what are you doing as well? Uh, and then they want to see it uh, over here in, uh, in in Portugal. So they came over here recently as well. In the last year, we had uh, two people or three people, three people coming over here. Yeah, and they are flabbergasted to see uh, how happy we are, what we are doing, uh, working together with us on the land even a few hours. And uh, and they are enjoying it, it very much and they go back to uh, to Holland or to other places in a complete different shape and with a complete different mindset uh, after after being here for for ten days or two weeks yeah it's uh, flabbergasting yes. to see the transformation uh, that you uh, that you can make and and how we can coach them and sometimes it's very practical coaching just by doing a job and while do, doing the job in the garden. Uh, talking to each other and, uh, and 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 doing these kind of things, it's uh, it's a very practical way of coaching instead of sitting uh, uh, in the Zoom call or, or 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah. The energy is so much; it flows so much so, more naturally, right? So People different. are so much more open and creative yeah. when they are just in a healthy place. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, yeah, I think taking people out of their normal environments. Um, I mean, we see that here too when I offer a solo retreat. To people as well and like you say you don't even really have to do that much or or talk about that much but just having the space and the time and the rest and the the, the peace and tranquility your thoughts um and your emotions just flow in a, in in a way that is is you know because when you're in your, your crazy kind of energy at work and you're running around all the time you don't really have yeah, that's the foundation of most. Yeah, so that kind of brings us back to uh, roots and resilience. And I think the idea of, of knowing um, how, what kind of a life you, you want to live and what the possibilities are, I mean, that really are, is the roots, right? The roots of, of what you want yeah. to grow. And uh, and that really helps in creating a resilient life that isn't only depending on one kind of job or one kind of talent or one kind of income or yeah I think that's um, we I think we've gone we've gone first full circle <laughs> yeah well, I think so I think yeah so, yes. yeah that's yeah. really great I um. Yeah, maybe as a as a closing question, um, I'd like to to finish by asking if there's any what, what would you have done 
knowing what you know now, um, what would you have done differently over the last um, 10 years? Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Just as a kind of maybe lesson to people starting off now and, and, and maybe for them to keep that in mind or anything that you'd like to share on that? Um, yeah, as I, as I said, uh, if I would have known the, and, and Lisbeth applied it a little bit with her one A4 that she made 12 years ago, uh, but if I would have known the live book approach and would have written down and gone through that process for six weeks, uh, 12 years ago or 10 years ago, that would have uh, made the process most probably uh, smoother and, uh, and easier for me. Um, so that would have structured it a little, a little bit more because, yeah, in our development in the last uh, 10, 12 years, we have, um, I think, uh, well, we, uh, we, we have not done everything uh, in, a, in a perfect way. Sometimes that's also not possible to do it in a perfect way, but it could have been uh, a little bit smoother, I think, if we would have had that, um, that live book and that live vision already written down uh, at the beginning that uh, that would have helped but uh, sometimes you cannot uh, turn back the clock but I, I could recommend to people as well as i as i said earlier uh, don't only make uh, strategic plans for your business and for your activities uh, but also for your own life and that can be rather transformative start with the roots yeah correct yeah. start with yeah. the roots yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, Rob, thank you so much for your. I really hope that this um, helps to inspire people and to um, maybe support them in 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 a decision that they're maybe on the verge and feeling strengthened in in your story. Um, and uh, please um, give my warmest regards to Lisbeth. And um, I would I'm looking forward to talking to her as well. And because I really would like to know how that life vision was so clear to her uh, at that stage um and uh, but we will get into that some other at some other moment um yeah. thank you so much rob and i will leave the notes uh, for people to find you online and yeah. um thank you okay thank you All as right. well my buddy uh, for the invitation and uh I like very much uh, to to share our journey, and uh, everybody's journey is of course different. But uh, I like very much to share uh, openly our our journey. And if there are questions from anybody, uh, just uh, reach out to us. Great. Well, may you have the ne may the next ten years be equally amazing. Yeah, let's hope so. All okay. right. Take Thank care. Thank you. All right. Bye, Rob. Bye. Bye. Bye.